does Bernie Topin need any introduction at all? His collaboration with Elton John is one of the greatest of all time. In the Songwriters Hall of Fame, of course, soon to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, from Pinner Road when he first met Reg Dwight, looking to make ends meet. It's all in his book, Scattershot, Life, Music, Elton and Me. Bernie Topin is with us. Good morning. Good morning to you too. What I want to know most of all, you know, when you read this book, the names, the places, the things you've done, the things you've seen, at what point, if ever, does it become normal? <laughs> well, I don't think you ever want it to become normal. You know, when it becomes normal, then it's too normal, if that makes any sense, you know. I mean, you just you, you just roll with it. Um, life is, you know, life is what, what comes along. And um, I've just I've just been lucky to have had a very, very interesting life. And in many, many cases, I've sort of lived on the peripheral and watched things uh emerge or happen or take place and and been been either able to be a fly on the wall or actually being in the eye of the hurricane you know and when you go back to the very beginning you can't have had you know any concept of how this whole thing was going to unfold no well i and and i don't think you even think about that you you you're living day to day and that's very much what we were doing in the beginning, you know, when I first met Elton and worked with Elton when he back when he was Reg, um, we we were literally sort of, um, you know, living in each other's pockets. We were just trying to survive in being being just tiny fish in a huge pond. And we wanted to emulate our heroes and be part of that gang. And so you don't think about the future. You think you just think in the now and you think about what you're going to do tomorrow, but you don't think what it's going to be like down the road. You can only dream. So explain this. So, so you want to write songs, right? At the start, you want to write songs. Turns out you can better than most people ever have. You meet somebody called Ridge. He turns out to be quite good as well. I mean, how do you explain that connection or is it is it just beyond explanation? Well, it's beyond explanation. And I don't think you really want to try and figure it out, you know, because if you, if you think about things too much, you could gum up the works possibly, you know, it's and, and the thing is, we, we weren't that good in the beginning. We were just trying again, like us going back to the last question and the last answer, we were just trying to find our way and we were sort of emulating what was current at the time. And it's like everybody in the arts, when you start out, you know, you start emulating your heroes. It's like when you paint, you be, when you start painting or creating art, you know, you start by purloining from the masters. And that's what we were really doing. You know, we were, this was late 67, early 68, and we were at the height of psychedelia and it was the time of songs like whiter shade of pale and the and pink floyd and people like that so we were trying to do we were trying to jump into that that sort of um circle and we were just doing bad versions of a lot of good stuff and um, so, we, again, it was just like finding our way day by day until we really struck the mother load and realized, you know, we, we need to do something original. And ultimately, we did. And, you know, we started writing some decent songs that culminated probably in the writing of your song. 
And the way it worked, I mean, it's been portrayed, I guess, in the movie apart from anything else. But you write the words somewhere, you hand it over to him, he had some lyric, uh, he had some music rather, and there's your song. Is that the way it's always worked? Yeah, absolutely, always the way. But back in back in the early days, and I think I explain it in the book. I didn't really know what writing a song entailed. I mean, I really didn't. I didn't know how to construct a formulate sort of lyric. Um, I didn't know about verse and chorus and possible bridge or extended chorus. So I was just flying by the seat of my pants. And a lot of those early lyrics that I wrote, um, and I, please, please, I would never call them poetry. I loathe being called a poet because what I do is is not poetry. But uh, that's another story. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of free form and all over the place. And the fact that I got hooked up with somebody who could actually make sense of it was icing on the cake. But again, like everything else, I I found my way and ultimately became more acclimatized to what it meant to be a musician and be in the studio and write songs. But I, I'm still kind of mystified by what songwriting means and if I'm really a songwriter or just somebody who tells stories. But, I mean, you must know, say, Candle in the Wind. At the end of that, you've recorded that. You've got to know that that's going to be something special. Well, yeah, you do when you've finished either, you know, the song is complete, either or you've been in the studio and cut a track that's particularly masterful. Um, but, yeah, I don't know that, you know, initially. I never knew that when I initially wrote a lyric. If I wrote the lyric to Candle in the Wind and... I thought, well, it's a pretty good lyric, you know, and gave it to Elton. He's the one that turns it into a hit. He's the one that writes the the incredible melody. But it happens, what happens sometimes is there's that really great connection where the lyric and the melody really, really work together. And that happens to be one of those songs. I mean, we've done it, you know, countless times. But sometimes the lyric and and um, the melody get married in a way that's that's truly magical, and I suppose those are the things that uh, that's the cream that floats to the top. Listen, Bernie, one of the things I, I I love about it all, and I mean, of course, Elton's mentioned in the book, but um, it seems to be just your story, really, not the Elton John story. And there's something you seem basically to have been happy all these years, just being who you were, and you didn't need the limelight. No, well, I. I mean, don't don't misunderstand me. I mean, I've enjoyed the limelight. I've been in the limelight, but I don't need it. I don't crave it. But I think people tend to think of me as some sort of of grouchy, you know, um, not terribly social. And that's that's not that's not true at all. And I think that that the, the book will dispel that completely. Um, as I say, I've been in the eye of the storm and but I'm quite happy in with my lot in life. And I'm I, I have been since day one mm. and I've been given as much acclaim as I could ever want. I mean, Elton has never tried to sort of push me into the background from day one. Everything he did, he referred to as we, you know, we made this album, we did this, we did that, we've got a new album coming out. It never says I've got a new album coming out, you know, or he may on occasion, but, you know, he's always given me more credit than I could possibly even 
want or I, I i probably deserve it but you know um i get as much as i want and i'm there when i want to be and i'm not there when i don't want to be but see how close were you because there's this lovely bit at the end of the book where he writes and he's had a life i knew nothing of so how can you be that close yet that distant well we live in completely okay we live in different countries we don't live anywhere near each other we we talk constantly well not constantly but you know and the great thing nowadays because the way that we're communicating now mm-hmm. is like you're in the room with the person so that's great so that's a bonus but um no i mean i we have not lived our lives in each other's pockets you know we live entirely different lives and i think maybe in a way that the subtitle of the book is a bit misleading if people think that the entire book is about Elton and I's adventures. I mean, he only partakes of the book probably a quarter of it, if that. You know, the rest is me on my own traversing the world and doing what I've done and doing what I've enjoyed doing. How many drugs were taken, do you reckon? I mean, I lost count. I never took that many drugs. I mean, I, I wasn't, as I said, as I say in the book, at some point, there are some that say I didn't take enough. And there are some that said I took many. I, I'm certainly <laughs> no Keith Richards, you know, um, but I've had my day in the sun. But the great thing was I did it, lived it. And one day woke up and said, OK, I've done that. I'm not I don't feel like doing that anymore. I didn't have to go and detox i didn't have to go and dry out i mean elton who was in much dire more dire straits than me um you know had to do that um but if he hadn't you know it it probably would have all gone pear-shaped and we wouldn't be talking about him today so um yeah i mean there were a tremendous amount of drugs and alcohol but that's been chronicled by other more people than me. You know, it, it's just a part of my story, a small part. Yeah, I know the story, say, with Ellis Cooper, uh, who's one of your great mates for all of these years. What is it about your industry and self-destruction, do you reckon? I think it's in the genes. It's in the bloodline. You know, it goes all... It, it, we didn't begin this. It began, you know, in the 40s and 30s. You know, they, they I think they probably did more drugs and they did harder drugs than we ever imagined we could do. It's something that's always been associated with the arts. I don't know. I mean, it's it's the monkey on the back of the musicians and artists from time immemorial, you know? Fantastic. It looks, by the time we come to the conclusion of your book, that you found the right woman, you found the right life. Uh, for you, there's no, I mean, it's, it doesn't get any better than what it is at the moment. Yeah, well, that's why I waited till this point in my life to write it. People that say, why write it now is probably the dumbest question you could ever ask. You know, it's like, well, you're not going to write it at the beginning of your career. And why write it in the middle when there's so much more to come? And that's not to say that I I feel that this is the end of my career, but I'm in a place now of great peace, uh, great faith and great love. And that to me, you know, I've we've got lots more to do. You know, we'll go in the studio soon. We're going to start again now that Elton's done on the road. You know, he's he may have been done on the road and touring, but he's not done recording. And we can't wait to get back in the studio. 
Fantastic. Well, I look forward to it. Uh, uh, the book, as I said, is magnificent. Thank you for writing it and thank you for your time. Terrific to meet you. Oh, well, thank you too. Okay, you have a great day. Bernie Topham out of San Ynez Valley in California this morning. Scattershot is the book. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.